0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and IG, as the youngsters like to call it. Uh, Youngsters, uh, people younger than us. uh, Mike, who just turned 50, and me, who today's my birthday. I'll just put it out there as we record on Saturday, April 16th. And I'm 48, so uh, the people younger than us call it the IG. Anyways, and also listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system as we look at the NBA playoffs, Mike, and the play-in games, the play-in tournament. I have to say right out of the gate, it's very weird to listen to the announcers Talk about these teams winning and getting into the NBA playoffs. Uh, I know they were very intentional to say this play in tournament is not the playoffs. Right. But please tell me that the players don't think these are playoff games. I mean, it's just, I know it's just semantics, um, but these are playoff games, Mike.
1: First of all, Double Dip Dave, happy birthday. Uh, from no, thank all you, of sir. Us here in upstate New York. Um, I understand what you're saying, and I agree. They're really cramming it down our throat that, uh, you know, the Spurs didn't officially make that playoffs this year because they were one and done in this tournament, and they had a well below 500 record. So it would re- really be embarrassing to the NBA that, say, the Spurs officially made the playoffs in 2022. Um, but it obviously, you know, there's a lot more intensity, and, you know, when you're in a win-and-go-home scenario, uh, you call it regular season, postseason, play in, whatever you want. Uh it's a playoff game. So uh with those semantics out of the way, Dave, before we get into the play in game, I did wanna discuss uh I think we have to your Los Angeles Lakers for a second. Oh um, First of all, you know, LeBron what's LeBron gonna do to make this playoffs about him, buddy? I mean he's already out there tweeting, uh He was laughing at the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, on Twitter because they were celebrating so hard. Uh, He's floating ideas for coaches. Did you hear who he would prefer the next coach be?
0: I have not. I've heard rumors about a coach, but I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, Mr. Mark Jackson. uh, Oh. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Um, because Mark Jackson is not going to put up with the diva attitudes and uh, some of the crap that Frank Vogel had to swallow, frankly, this this season.
0: And and Jackson has been very clear multiple times, including several times during the uh, the, uh, game last night, yes, that um, he prefers old-school basketball. And so... Folks, if you're a little bit younger in the audience, and we know some of you are, old school basketball is not putting up with the kind of crap that Frank Vogel <laughs> had to put up with uh, this year. Um, it's very interesting with LeBron. I mean, you know they're going to consider his thoughts, um, but does he need to be out and about and all over the place on social media? No. I don't necessarily think so. Probably most people don't, but this is LeBron James. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He's gonna do what he wants, and people are gonna listen, as unfortunate or fortunate that, that is for everybody else.
1: Yeah, and the Lakers are really stuck. You know, they need to get younger. They need three-point shooting. They need, uh, you know, three-and-D type guys. And but they're stuck with the big three with you know LeBron, Davis, and uh, Westbrook with their contracts. They're you know they're not going anywhere. Nobody's nobody is gonna trade for them. Um, not that they would trade you know, AD and LeBron away. But uh, they're really yeah. stuck. So, Dave, I really set all this up to ask you this. Who led the Los Angeles Lakers in three-point percentage this past? This this year? This past season, they shot, as a team, 34%. uh, That was uh, 22nd in the league overall. Yep, Um,
0: definitely an area that needs improvement.
1: Yeah, and so I was curious to look at, you know the individual players and see if anyone shot forty percent because that's really kind of the the benchmark you want to set. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one player over forty percent uh, on the season. Any idea who that was, buddy? Well,
0: since it's my birthday, um, <laughs> I'm going to ask that you give me two uh, chances.
1: Yeah, and you're playing hurt, so absolutely.
0: So I've got two names in mind. The first one is Malik Monk.
1: Uh, Malik Monk shot uh, from 3.39%. So almost.
0: The other one I'm thinking of is Austin Reeves.
1: Austin Reeves. Where's Mr. Austin Reeves? He shot 31% from three-point range.
0: Okay, so my first guess was closer than my second one.
1: We'll see if there's uh, this hint. The player that uh, had the highest three-point percentage shot a... Very impressive. Fifty three percent from three point range this season. Oh, Avery Bradley? Nope. One mister Dwight Superman Howard. Oh, come on.
0: Put oh, his key terrible. he went
1: uh nine for sixteen and uh fifty three percent and led the Lakers in three point field goal percentage. That's all you really need to know about the Lakers season. Ouch,
0: that that is <laughs> That is definitely a stat that just sucks. Encapsulates, if you like that, the entire Lakers season, which, by the way, was thirty-three wins, forty-nine losses. Ouch. Um, <coughs> excuse not me. Good. Definitely um, not good. One of the worst seasons they've had in some time, as Mike mentioned. Frank Vogel is out. Uh, Mike, I interesting rumor that that I heard um
1: which oh yeah who was the coach ap-
0: apparently of? got squashed very quickly by the man himself was Brad Stevens
1: oh yeah i mean interesting but why would he leave his uh executive job with the celtics you know to to do that to take on that you know yeah. poop show uh yeah, anyway I, I,
0: I don't know it's just interesting I, it's not a name that i would have even thought of or considered but somebody
1: floated it out there and brad stevens said nope <laughs> So the speaking of poop shows, uh, one of the the play-in games uh, on Tuesday, Dave, was the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves win 109-104. Uh, really uh, a great game for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, he was all over the place. Uh, and your boy Pat Bev, Patrick Beverly, um, really had a a really good game. Um, But really got after it, celebrating uh, after the game, standing on the table, throwing his jersey into the crowd, little tears of joy. Um, You know, and many have speculated a lot of that is emotion from beating the Clippers, which he was with for four and a half years. um, And certainly that played into it. But there was a pretty strong reaction on social media and around, you know, the, the talking head shows the next day that uh they were minnesota was drastically overreacting for winning a playing game uh do you know dave the last time anybody in minnesota any of the four major teams won the championship
0: well i gotta think about it uh it's (laughs) gotta be the the twins in 91 right that's right
1: that's the last time that fan base had anything to celebrate
0: now I said, Mike and I were both still in high school then.
1: No, I graduated in 89, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, I was still in high school. <laughs> well, hashtag old. Um, yes. The Vikings won in 1969 before the merger in the NFL. Uh, yep. Timberwolves haven't, never won. They had uh, a conference finals appearance with KG and Marbury. Yep. Uh, Minnesota Wild have never won. The... Uh, no, in all fairness, there's an asterisk on what we're talking about because the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA have won four championships since 2011. So um, if you want to count that, there was something to celebrate. But, uh, but I say that because let those fans go nuts. They won a big game. They right. right. Let know, the
0: fans go nuts, Mike.
1: Yeah. So, right. So what do you think of Pat Bev and, and the rest of the team, you know, pouring champagne on their chests and uh, having a good old time in this game it was over.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a bit much. You know, um, I, I get it that the the Minnesota struggle has been real. Look, they've had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- they should celebrate. There's no doubt. But for our good friend uh, P. Beverly to be jumping up on the scores table if you will and ripping his jersey off and throwing it into the stands and i get the emotions that's totally totally makes sense you, you beat a team that you've played but right. that just seemed to be way over the top um and the league thought so too because they fined him thirty thousand dollars for excessive celebration um yeah i didn't I know that think, was a thing think,
1: in the nba of all leagues i mean this yeah. isn't the nfl you know i, yeah. I always thought the nba would let him go nuts but uh, like you said 30, 30 Gs. That's that's not chump change.
0: No, well, um, no, not for us, anyways. Um, so I think is a bit much, Mike. Um, you know, but now just we have to see what
1: the Timberwolves do. Like, yeah, you're gonna celebrate like this. Um... So that and they beat Excuse the Clippers uh, without Carl Anthony Towns really participating too much. You know, using foul trouble early, fouled out, complained yeah, only, constantly. Only eleven points. Yeah um so you know their quote-unquote best player um did not have a representative game um but they are they're young and fun but speaking of too much real quick did you see glue girl uh and the protest in this game dave this this woman comes on the court and she has elmer's glue if you can remember back when you were in kindergarten you had to paste two pieces of construction paper together that's what you use this white Elmer's glue that takes like 90 minutes to dry but she pours it on her wrist and tries to glue herself to the court uh, as a protest the owner of the Timberwolves um, owns uh, large chicken farms and that's how he got his wealth there was some bird flu and they had to put some chickens down to protect the rest of the, the flock and for some reason this woman thought that was horrendous uh, I don't know if she wanted to administer penicillin to each and every chicken. I don't, I don't know what what the alternative <laughs> yeah. is there, but um, oh boy. She decided to pick this moment to protest. And after the game, they put the camera on the court, and you could still see her handprint.
0: Still print. see her handprint. Yeah, yeah, I saw that again this morning, like, oh, my goodness.
1: And Pat Bev was standing over trash-talking her, too. He doesn't care. He's trash-talking everybody. But, uh, yeah, some excitement in Minnesota on Tuesday. But, uh, again, they win 109-104 and move on uh, to last night's uh elimination game well we'll talk about that in a minute because the other game that night Dave uh was the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh Brooklyn came out and they were just too much too much firepower yeah uh, yeah Durant and Kyrie was on fire uh and they ended up beating Cleveland 115-108 and, and it wasn't
0: that close
1: no I, it was 40 to 20 early And it just felt like, uh, even when Cleveland made a little bit of a run, uh, you know, Brooklyn just stepped on the gas and and finished them off. Now Cleveland was playing without, uh, all-star center Jared Allen, uh, in this game. Uh, he still had to clear safety protocols. Um, Mm -hmm. and so they weren't at full power. Um, so they end up in the elimination game, uh, also on Friday, um, with a loss in the nets assume the 7 seed to take on uh my Boston Celtics we'll talk about that a little later. Um so that's set up uh so then we had games Wednesday night as well, Dave. Uh you yes. want to go over those with us?
0: Yeah, um you know and so the uh the Hawks played the Hornets uh in a game that was just never close. Mm. Um you know, they win 132 to 103 Mm -hmm. Uh, it really wasn't close Uh, the Hornets look completely lost during the game Uh, just never could get it going Uh, allow the Hawks to shoot 52 percent they made 16 threes out rebounded them by 13 I mean these are the these are the stats that you look at and you go holy cow that's 54 uh, points in the paint uh, just all of the hustle numbers uh, going the Hawks way. Um, and, yeah, you know, the Hornets just, you know, uh, bridges, you know, gets tossed at the end of the game and has an altercation with, with a fan as he's going out. Uh, really just a summary of the entire game. Yeah. Um, He threw his mouthpiece at
1: the fan. That has to be one of the most disgusting things to receive in a hurry. Yeah, Is a nice, juicy mouthpiece as he's walking off the court. Uh, My boy Kevin Herter had a nice game. You know, 13 points, five rebounds, four assists, uh, three for four from three-point range. Uh, You know, Herter's heroes march on uh, to the Friday games.
0: Yep. And then in the other game, Mike, uh, in New Orleans, mm. uh, Pelicans 113 Spurs 103. Um, you know, both teams uh, well below 500. This is as Mike was referencing earlier. Um, this is the toilet
1: bowl. Yeah,
0: it really is a huge game um, for CJ McCollum uh, with 32 points. uh Six rebounds, seven assists. He really, um, between him and Ingram, they are a tremendous one-two uh, punch. And then, of course, that Valanciunas in the, in the center with 22 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, they have a very, very nice team, Mike. We've talked about them at length
1: for the last two years. Um, Do we need to go over Zion again? I mean, he, no, is, he's, he's, it's bad. It's bad. He didn't play all season, Dave. what are they doing how can they not get him healthy all season
0: and then you see videos of him this week doing 360 dunks yeah um so why isn't he playing
1: yeah i i agree is there something more there is there a deeper problem uh is the medical staff incompetent i mean this is your star face of the franchise going forward possibly face of the nba and they can't get him on the on the court nope And you remember when he was drafted, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. um, Uh, There it is. I said, you know, he's probably have a nice career, but he's not going to be, you know, the next big superstar because of his body type, uh, you know, and his style of game. You know, it's all power, all power jumping. um, And his weight, you know, as a big guy, I definitely am not body shaming him, but his weight is going to be a constant issue and struggle uh in his NBA career. So when he decides, you know, someone like Shaq needs to pull Zion aside and say, "Listen, it's time to take this seriously. This is your career. It's your only shot at it." You know, yeah. look what like uh, Joel Embiid has done in Philadelphia. He changed his entire body type over the last year and a half, hired mm-hmm. a nutritionist and a personal trainer, you know, and took it seriously, and he's going to probably be, you know, right up there in the MVP voting this year. Uh, carrying that Philadelphia team. And Zion needs to do that. He needs to – yeah, he's young. There's still some time, but the clock is ticking.
0: Um, yeah. Oh, he's got plenty of time, and I completely agree. You know, if it's not Shaq, you know, maybe it's Embiid. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody – you know that these players talk to each other. They they talk
1: in yeah, the well, media all the time
0: yeah. about about how they're friends and yeah. this, that, and the other thing. You know, they, they all – everybody in the league benefits – from a healthy Zion Williamson, um, you know, from a competition perspective and just, uh, you know, notoriety for the league, but he's not there right now. And doesn't seem to be bothering, uh, the Pelicans. So they move on. Uh, and again,
1: Spurs and the Hornets go home and we set up our Friday showdowns. Go ahead, buddy. I cut you off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's I was transitioning to the Friday one. So, uh, the early game, the Hawks, uh, in cleveland and that place was rocking mike it yeah. was rocking uh they came in the pregame and the guardians had had their home opener um at the same time so there was fans all over the place in cleveland going crazy um and cleveland came out on fire uh marking in from three you know they hit 10 threes in the first half uh they were rolling but um you know, Atlanta got back to what they do well is, is, uh, defend, which has been uh, a problem for them all year. Um, they started to lock in and, and Cleveland didn't make, um, the best adjustments Mike. And, um, I really feel as if, um, Nate McMillan really outcoached uh, Bickerstaff uh, in the second half and definitely in the fourth quarter, just sticking with, uh, Trey Young and the pick and roll and getting the mismatches. And, you know, Mark Jackson was saying it on the broadcast, too. You, you, you got to do something. And I just I don't know if it was inexperience or, you know, unwillingness to make changes. But McMillan outcoached him and uh, Atlanta came back. Yeah. Trey Young got red hot in the second half. Again, if they had made some adjustments prior to him getting hot, maybe he doesn't get that hot. Mm hmm um, and he carries them and, and the Hawks win, uh, very disappointing. It's a great, great Cleveland team, uh, Mike for the future, all the young guys, you know, I think they got five or six guys, 24 or younger. Yes. Um, they're all really good. Um, Mobley had a great year this year as a rookie. Um, you know, they're just, they're really a tremendous, they're going to be, if they can stay healthy, um, a team to contend with in the East.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I know you're all waiting. Kevin Herter in this game had 13 points, two rebounds, two assists, and one for three from the field, 28 strong minutes. And uh, Herter's heroes go on to um, the playoff, uh, the full-fledged playoffs, not this play-in game, Um, and really an impressive win, uh, like you said, Dave. And uh, Trey Young taking yet another step towards superstardom. Um, you know, we saw last year in the playoffs with their deep run uh, that he's literally learning team ball. You know, when he came into the league and in college, it's all he did is get over half court and heave it. Uh, yep. And he's really ev- evolved as a, a point guard and a team player. Uh, that being said, he did put up 25 shots uh, yeah, to yeah. score 38 points. Uh, but I I like the makeup of uh, that Hawks roster. They're not as deep as they used to be, but the guys they have, you know, on the bench like Bogdanovich uh, and Gorgi Dang and, and those guys really, when they come in, uh, make a big uh, big impression on that team. So Hawks move on, Dave uh, in. Uh, an entertaining basketball game for sure. Uh, Like you said, all credit to Cleveland and the future is bright there. Uh, The other game, Dave, uh, was the New Orleans Pelicans and the Clippers. uh, And we get the news before the game that uh, preseason P became protocol P uh, (laughs) and can't play in this game. We know Kawhi uh, hasn't played all year for the Clippers. Uh, and so New Orleans came out, and it was a, it was a very entertaining, tense game, uh, and New Orleans ends up winning 105-101 uh, with the Clippers without their two superstars. Uh, I said to you off-air the other day, um, the Clippers really slid under the radar this year for, as far as criticism um, on a national level. I'm sure in L.A. it's different, but you know with the Lakers and their slide – uh, you know, it kind of overshadowed how bad the Clippers were all year. That roster, um, you know, is still a good roster, even without those two guys. They got Batum uh, and Jackson and Zubok, you know, Covington, Norm Powell. They should be, um, they shouldn't have been in the playoff um, playing scenario to begin with. Uh, and now they're out. You know, they lose both uh, rounds of the play-in tournament. And, um, I got to run wonder if, uh, Ty Lu is going to lose his job. Um, you know, Steve Ballmer, the owner cannot be happy. He's, you know, billions of dollars and willing to spend whatever to make this team successful. And it's been nothing but a flop. Uh, and they got to figure out again, why isn't Kawhi Leonard playing all season, um, that guy. Yeah, pretty- and they,
0: and they and they still don't know what's going on with his ACL. They still there's no timetable for his return.
1: It's unbelievable, Dave. I mean, since he made that game, the championship winning shot in Toronto, um, his career is so just weird, right? He yeah, had all that yeah. the thigh issue with the Spurs. And they mm-hmm. said he was healthy and he refused to play and, you know, gets himself out of there, Toronto, He you know, kills DeMar DeRozan to get that championship and, you know, ends up he gets paid by the Clippers and he just really, you know, then COVID hit. It was just, it's just a weird, weird career. Uh, I don't know if I've ever quite seen anything like it. What, what say you about that?
0: No, it's definitely a, a huge enigma. And you look at it, I mean, when he's healthy, uh, you know, most people will argue he's definitely a top 10 player and maybe top five in the league. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you got to play and, yeah, it's very hard. And obviously, medical issues are what they are. We can speculate all we want. We don't know exactly what's going on. But the fact that, you know, year after year, there are medical issues with Kawhi that are, you know, there's not – I'd say there's not enough coming out, but – it's just, like you said, it's just very weird. There doesn't seem to be solutions. You, you get mixed messages from whatever team it is or from Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, shameful. But regardless, you look at the Clippers in this game last night, Mike, 41% from the field, 25 from three. Yikes. They get to the line 34. They hit the line 34 times, Mike. They lose this game by four, and they shoot 64% from the line.
1: And those okay. are the details and things that, that they can control, you know? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It, it's embarrassing
1: that they're calling themselves professionals. It really is. Uh, I yeah. know that's harsh, yeah. but uh, that's got to be embarrassing for the whole organization. So,
0: yeah. Well, now they can stew on that all
1: off season, Mike, because oh. they
0: are gone. Goodbye.
1: Absolutely. So now we have eight Dave playoff series that uh, – Kick off today, right? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, as we're
0: yeah, uh, yeah. We're um, you know t- less than two hours away from. Um, and Mike, let's just go by uh, the 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 date and time that these series are starting. Oh, okay. Um, the the first one today is, um, and these are two teams that we've talked about during the year, and the fact that they're playing each other in the first round, and one of them is going to get bumped off. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the team that loses does you've got the utah jazz Mm. at the dallas mavericks you have no luka Doncic for this first game he's got a left calf injury Mm -hmm. strain they don't know if he's when or if he's going to be back but he's out for the first game um i heard some folks talking last night that uh dallas is like a lottery team without Doncic. um
1: i don't think they're that bad
0: no but uh, you know for, you know, for some you know, relatively uh, well-educated and former NBA players to say that, um, it is very interesting. I don't think they're quite that bad either, but it highlights how much Dallas relies on Luka. And on the flip side of that is Utah is healthy. They're ready to go. Uh, this is a series, Mike. If, if Doncic doesn't play in every game, this is a series Utah has to win.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Dave. I I would not underestimate uh, the heart of guys like uh, Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwoody. I watched Dinwoody carry a terrible Nets team to the playoffs a couple years ago, um, you know, before they signed Durant and all those guys. Uh, You know, they're definitely going to come out and play hard uh, without uh, their leader. But this is the detriment Dave of that entire organization and offense running through Luka Doncic. You know, he, he dribbles the ball and makes his moves and, you know, with four seconds left on the shot clock, he either puts up a shot, half of which are amazing and still go in, or he bails, you know, bails the ball out to the corner and someone's forced to throw up a three. Uh, Obviously they don't have that with, with him uh, sidelined and, I would like to see this series with him healthy.
0: Um, oh, absolutely. I think it'd be, you'd say it's going to be seven games for sure because these two teams have got to establish something in the playoffs. Uh, they've both been, you know, largely unsuccessful in this last few years. Right. Um, and they've got to do it. Mike, Utah is favored by five and a half points in this game. Wow. Well, wow, That seems like it should be more, no? I'm just, you know, yeah. I think it shows that the, you know, the impact of not having Luca there um, as far as that goes, but this should be an interesting series uh, regardless. I think Mike, it's time for you um, to step up.
1: I mean, how, absolutely. how many years in a row now is that, you know, they're dangerous and, you know, look out for them. Uh, it's time for them and Denver will get to those two teams either need to step up and make yep. a legitimate championship run or, retool when the season's over so your point about whichever team loses this series it will be very interesting to see what happens in the offseason uh with the loser of the series so that's a great point by you dave
0: yep and uh just fyi in the four games this year the team split all four games so um you know evidence that this is going to be a tight series what's the next yeah the next one is uh the aforementioned minnesota timberwolves Going up to Memphis and playing um, the two seed Memphis Grizzlies, which is, uh, they've had a tremendous year, Mike. 56 and 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Morant has just been all over the place. Um, you know, great Steven Adams has been good. Um, so this is a 330. Uh, this is another series. And uh, also, uh, the team split all four games during the regular season. This is another series, Mike, that I think is going to go seven games.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, two pretty evenly matched teams. You know, if you want to see a highlight reel on the court, John ja Morant uh, and his high-flying antics uh, w- are probably going to be some of the most impressive athleticism you've seen in a while. But don't discount Anthony Edwards for the Timberwolves either. Uh, the, you know, both these teams are high-flying, like to alley-oop and dunk. Uh, Both are young and tenacious, but I think that, you know, Memphis is just deeper uh, on their roster and just a a touch above where Minnesota is. I'm hoping that Minnesota doesn't take their play in win and say, oh, we got here and we accomplished something and, and, you know, that's good and we'll we'll try in this series, but, you know, we've already done what we wanted to do. No, the heck with that. This is the NBA playoffs. Come out and give your best effort, and um, this, like you say, could be a very good, very tenacious series. Uh, I kind of think Memphis in like a 4-2, but uh, every game is tight uh, type of series. Uh, You said seven, so we're both expecting, you know, uh, a very entertaining, very intense series there. Yep. And these are, Mike, the top two scoring
0: teams in the league Minnesota 115.9 and Memphis Mm -hmm. 115.6. Memphis led the league in fast break points. Minnesota was fourth. Uh, These two teams are going to get up and down the floor. Uh, Mike Hazard to throw out a could this look like 1980s NBA with the high scoring and, hmm. um, and obviously not the same like overall talent, position by position. Right. But uh, these two teams like to get after it offensively, yeah. and so that that has the potential to really be a, a very very nice series. Two young teams, and again, it's kind of a shame that they're playing each other in the first round. Yeah. because um, you'd like to see them, you know, get. Because you feel like these are going to be matchups uh, against each other
1: for some time to come. So, Yeah, this West is loaded, though, Dave. I mean, all these matchups are crazy. Um, keep an eye real quick on Jaron Jackson Jr. when he's on the court, uh, especially defensively. Yes. Uh, just amazing. Uh, a young Pat Beverly, if, if you will. Um, yeah. So what's Hopefully next, Hopefully he doesn't
0: uh, stand up on the uh, a table,
1: <laughs> score table and throw
0: his jersey <laughs> in after a Game 1 win. Uh, next game, Mike, um, and this is uh, another very, very interesting series. You have uh, the Toronto Raptors heading to Philly mm-hmm. to play Joel Embiid in the Sixers. Um, the six, this is the 4-5 game um, in as far as seeds go. And you've got Joel Embiid, uh, as Mike mentioned before, having another tremendous MVP-type season. I've seen him play. I I still think Giannis is going to get it because I've seen some of Giannis's um prime time performances if you will and right. He's just been amazing and that's no slight um at all to Joel Embiid. And the interesting thing here Mike is that Toronto won 3 of the 4 games in this series during the regular season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Philadelphia has some turmoil, you know, obviously James Harden has not been close to Um, the James Harden that played in Houston and at the beginning of his Nets uh, run. And he's just been really bad, and Doc Rivers has called him out. Um, And, you know, I think that that trade with the Nets and Ben Simmons has been a net loss for both teams. (laughs) Net loss. (laughs) Get it. Uh, Dad jokes. But but really, you know, both teams – Did not get better with that trade, and Harden could really, you know, we know his uh, penchant for just not playing well in the most intense moments, you know, Mm -hmm. through his career. Uh, And then the other thing, Dave, uh, and I can't believe this is still a thing. Uh, but Matisse Thybul cannot play in the games in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. So he's going to miss, if it goes seven, he's going to miss, you know, three games. Three of the games, yeah. Uh, and that's a huge blow uh, to Philadelphia. And, you know, this Toronto team has been flying under the radar. Uh, you know, they don't really have any superstars. I guess Pascal Siakam is, and Van Vliet are the two most recognizable names around the NBA. Um, yep. But they're very athletic, very long up front. Uh, but I just think is going to be a monster. Uh, like I said before, he's changed his game. Uh, he's changed his body type. Uh, you know, he's matured. He's kind of stayed off of the social media a little bit. Uh still talks trash, which I kind of like. Um, yep. This could be either a very entertaining series or a, a Joel Embiid announcing his presence with authority type series uh i kind of am leaning towards more competitive uh another one i think will be four two philly um maybe a blowout one of the games but still an intense series
0: yep and uh we may have a ben simmons sighting they're saying potentially game four uh that he may talk about no that's that's in the other series my goodness anyways we'll get to that um but yeah i'm with you i think I, i think philly um, whether Harden steps up into that you know dominant role or not, I would expect Philadelphia to win this series. Yeah, um, and probably in six games, like you say, Mike. Excellent. Um, closing out the Saturday night action, uh, we got the, a quadruple header today. We got a quadruple header uh-huh. today. Nice. Um, the the Nuggets, as Mike mentioned earlier, um, as the six seed going to Golden State. Uh, And playing the Warriors uh, in, uh, which another you know interesting series. Uh, Steph Curry's been out since March 16th with a foot injury. He's probable uh, for tonight, Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see as far as that goes. But
1: good job by Golden State not playing him down the stretch. He's a player that didn't need to have a few games and let that calf injury really um, heal you know?
0: Nope. And they, they got the three seed. So um, they stay away from the suns. If they should uh, advance into the second round, they won't have to play the suns until the conference finals. Um, If that's, you know, your goal, you don't want to be the four and have to play the suns in the second round. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally agree. Great point by you as always, Mike, Uh, Denver won the season series, three games to one during the regular year. Uh, And again, as you said earlier, Mike, this is Denver's got to do something here. Um, I realize they're up against it with Golden State and all this experience, but and Denver's got have, Denver's got to do something.
1: They don't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., um, and so you're going to see, you know, Jokic already taking and probably an inordinate amount of shots because of those injuries. He's probably going to force it a little. Uh, and Golden State can, can run some big guys at him and double-team him, and uh, it'll be really up to you know, Denver's uh, supporting cast uh, to see if they can make this a series. But I'm very interested to see the big three for Golden State uh, on the court in the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, we love Draymond Green's game clay thompson yes. has really shown some signs uh you know of being back to where he was so this could be you know folks if you enjoy ball movement and good team offense watch this golden state warriors team um if you're not already uh and that's how basketball is supposed to be played dave yep
0: and mike jamal murray i feel like he hasn't played since the bubble
1: I think you feel like that, too, you know? Uh, He was so good in the bubble, and then he's, like, falling off the face of the earth.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Just the pick-and-roll game that they had going and getting to the conference finals, um, they just looked unstoppable. We talked about how we were concerned with their game against the Lakers, their series against the Lakers, and the Lakers obviously beat them. but yeah Jamal Murray is tremendous, and you really haven't seen him for two plus years yeah um so we'll see what the Joker does there um uh sadly mike i I think if everybody's healthy, I think Golden State wins this series
1: yeah, I'll give gentlemen sweep four one uh you know golden State will if they especially if they're up two or threes oh in the series will take a game off um that seems to be their MO. So uh, keep an eye on Andrew Wiggins too for Golden State. This, this yeah. is another young player that um, people gave up on. And this is going to be the trend in the NBA now with, you know, the one and duns and the G League and the international games, you know, kids not going to college and playing two, three, four years. Uh, you're going to have these young players that get buried on a bench or don't have a good start in their original spot. Uh, aren't the saviors of organizations that sometimes are set up to be and maturing later on in their career. Uh, we've seen it with Brandon Ingram and you know, D'Angelo Russell we've talked about already, uh, and Wiggins is another one of those players that Golden State picked up, and uh, his game is tremendous. His athleticism is off the chart, Dave. So uh, just keep an eye on, on him as well with the big three. Who's next, yeah, buddy? Yeah,
0: all, all-star all Andrew Wiggins at that. Good point. Um, as far as that. So that that does it for the Saturday quadruple Ooh, header. We're going to need Mike, to towel off you, after that. Yeah, you're yeah. going to need to towel off because we got another quadruple header on Sunday.
1: Really? All that Easter yeah. chocolate running through our veins? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, um, wow, what a weekend.
0: Yeah, as I as say in in Tommy Boy, I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> um, all of that Easter candy, that is. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, the first game out of the gate, uh, the Atlanta Hawks as the 8 going to Miami uh, and playing. Mike, this Miami Heat team is the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Absolutely. Uh, played great it all year. Seems, it seems strange, but yeah, they have played. Super good all year, and certainly, you know, Jimmy Butler has been a huge part of that. Um, Tyler Hero, though, has been the one, Mike, that has really come into his own, um, averaging over 20 points a game, and has really, you know, and then your boy Kyle Lowry still dishing out seven and a half assists per game. <sighs> um, he's still good for a couple of bad shots a game. Oh, jacking up, jacking up threes, bowling, uh, balling
1: himself into the middle of the lane and throwing up a shot and wondering why he didn't get a foul call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um I think what's interesting, Mike, for this series, and we didn't talk about it when we were talking about the game from last night. Uh, Clint Capella hurt his knee. Uh, They're saying he's day to day. But then again, aren't we all? (laughs) Um, And so it's not um, as major an injury as potential. So he may be able to play uh, on Sunday. That would be, I I think, a big loss uh, against the Heat um, to not have him in the lineup.
1: I'm going to be really interested in the coaching matchup, <clears throat> Nate McMillan versus Eric Spoelstra. You know, Spolster widely considered one of the top coaches maybe in the history of the NBA at this point. You know, Pat Riley Disciple, certainly X and O wise and preparation wise, you know, he'll be right there with anybody in the league. And uh, Nate McMillan has proven, you know, time and time again, you know, that he can rally a team. Uh, and, and get this going. Uh, Atlanta's roster, again, just isn't as deep as it used to be, and ultimately that's going to be their downfall. Trey Young's going to go off in this series, uh, and that's fine. It's, you know, can, can my boy Tommy Herter and Bogdanovich and uh, Hunter and those guys, you know, really step up and, and uh, you know, get it done. Uh, don't forget about Danilo Gallinari um, mm. and his Italian stallion looks uh putting up threes so uh atlanta will get hot a couple of games you know another one i think will be four two but not really uh any pressure on the one seed miami uh you know miami certainly has um in its past when they get behind they seem to pack it in early uh and that's kind of just a little bit of an achilles weakness with them um so if i wanted to critique them um you know, that's what I would say. But uh, this Miami team's legit, Dave.
0: Yeah, and maybe that comes in uh, Game Four in Atlanta when they're, you know,
1: they're up 3 yeah.
0: or 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 two one, which I don't think you'd think was a really huge thing as far as that goes. Yep. Um, it's so strange. I like, you know, want to say, oh, Atlanta, you know, they're not that, you know, they're not that great, and but they proved us wrong all postseason last year. Right. Um, getting to the Eastern Conference finals against the Bucks. Uh, I still think Miami's going to win. I think Atlanta is going to make it a competitive series. Mm-hmm. Um, they are missing John Collins, which is another big loss. Yeah, so we'll see. That's too bad. We'll see what happens there. And then Mike, we get to the series that everybody's been hoping and waiting for. Mm. Well, maybe not Celtics fans. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics uh 3:30 Sunday afternoon Ooh. and
1: We'll have the ham and kibasi buried deep in my belly.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, it's in Boston. Eat, yeah. Uh, gonna be uh, this could be a tremendous. You think the Irish Catholics series. in
1: Boston on Easter are gonna be fired up a little bit for this, yeah, time? they
0: mm, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, but this is gonna be very interesting to see how the series plays out. We've talked about uh, Williams being out and uh, for Boston and how that's the impact there. I, I don't think if you were Boston, this is the team you wanted to see in the first round. I think, you know, anybody else but Brooklyn. So you could kind of, you know, get your playoff legs together and then have Williams come back, which they're anticipating for the second round, right?
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Um, But this is where they're they're at, and they're going to have to deal, you know, with with Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, you know, we're going to see how Marcus Smart, I assume, is going to be on. Kyrie Irving, I would think, um, and
1: Tatum uh, will take turns on Durant, but you can't get Tatum in foul trouble. Uh, Jalen Brown really not tall enough, um, so it would be interesting to see how they handle uh, Durant. Uh, let's let's park on Kyrie Irving for a minute. You know, as you guys okay. know, he was a member of the Celtics. Uh, For a season and set the franchise back like three years Uh, and earlier this year uh, the Nets were playing in Boston and you know he he was acting like a child like he always does and he was like stomping on the leprechaun sticker uh, uh, courtside The, the Celtics fans were booing him every time he touched the ball. Uh, and he had this quote, Dave, uh, about the Celtics fans. He said, oh, they're like go. a scorned ex-girlfriend asking for an explanation why I left, but still wanting a text back. Really, Kyrie? I mean, if you can't see what a cancer you are to, you know, every place you've been uh, yeah, so definitely. far, I, you're just so myopic and arrogant and just— uh, so frustrating, and I know the Boston fans are gonna boo uh, every time he touches the ball. But I really—oh yeah—I—I I, I guess I'm coming from a perspective that I don't want him to do that. Uh, it makes uh, it, it lessens the game and makes it about this petty uh, argument back and forth, where this is a huge playoff series, uh, yes. as you said. You know, the matchup of superstars on this court uh, is very impressive. Names everywhere. And, uh, you know, great matchup on the floor. I don't want it to just be about booing Kyrie. Uh, the Nets are going to get their share of Wednesday. This this is probably going to go seven, Dave, as much as I hate to say that as a Celtic fan. Um, but Tatum has stepped up. his. He he's become the alpha male on the team. You know, he's got a quiet demeanor, really one of the nicest guys. You watch him playing, you know, with his son. And, and, and he's just, you know, a sweetheart of a person um but he's really developed into you know the killer on the court this season and uh, ultimately you know i think that'll be the difference although you can never count out durant's been a killer for years and probably the most prolific scorer especially for his size you forget how big durant really is and how long his arms are you know he mm-hmm. plays like a 7 footer plus and uh you know so that always scares me um when we're talking about Kevin Durant, but the Nets, you know, the rest of that team is, you know, a Frankenstein built of, you know, parts that don't really fit together. Um, and I'm hoping that the Celtics team cohesion will overcome that. What do you see here? Oh boy. I know I yeah, said a am there.
0: No, no, it's fine. I think what you'll see with the booing is I think the booing with Kyrie Irving will probably be heavy, in the game tomorrow, and then probably lighten up a bit from there. They'll just, you know, hey, Boston fans are going to say, hey, you need to know that we're here. You need to know that we heard and saw your ridiculous uh, antics. Um, They'll keep booing him, but I think they'll boo him every time he touches the ball, probably in game one. That's just my assumption. Um, This is so difficult. I I think when Kyrie and Durant are both playing – at such a high level they are very very difficult to stop mm-hmm. um and so then tell me you've got jason tatum tell me who the n- other star is that's going to match uh durant and kyrie irving on the celtic side um jalen brown i mean he yeah. hasn't had that kind of year um as far as that goes and i'm just thinking about matching point for point right right um and i so i think that's challenging which is You know, but the Celtics much better defensively. Uh, The Nets, very inconsistent on the defensive end. Um, And I think that in itself probably will lend itself to the Celtics winning this series just because I don't think they play hard enough on defense every possession Mm -hmm. um, as far as that goes. Can certainly see Patty Mills going off for, uh, you know, a 20-burger in there somewhere. Um, but I he really tends wish to... Al
1: Horford was like five years younger when he was, you know, younger and a little more athletic and not quite as stiff as he is. Um, he would have made a difference, you know, Derek white, you know, we got him in the trade w- with the Spurs earlier in the season, mm-hmm. uh, as a chance for him to have a little bit of a coming out party. Um, and of course, you know, missing Robert Williams in the middle is just, uh, devastating, but, um, you, you said it, you know, uh, how are we going to match up against the Nets uh, and all their firepower? It'll be very interesting.
0: And this is the game where we may see Ben Simmons in game four, or the series, we may see him uh, in game four. I,
1: I, Enough already.
0: Yeah, Either play you know, or don't. Right. Bring him in, don't bring him in. At, at game four in a series, I mean, everything's going one way or the other. Could it be a difference maker? Sure, but you're going to change the whole team dynamic halfway through a series. Um well, I'm they, sure they're anxious to get him back, but
1: they're going to have know. to play him with the second team and you know not mess with the rotation of the starters cuz you know yeah. and he can come off the I mean let's not forget Ben Simmons is a heck of a basketball player. For yep. someone who has been an all-star that can't shoot the ball a lick. Uh, his post-up moves as a guard, he's a big guard. Uh, you know, his defense is tenacious, you know, those kind of things will gel with any team, uh, but they almost have to. And we'll see, you know, what your boy Steve Nash does um, with the rotation. You almost have to make him, you know, the focus of the second team rotation yeah. uh, and then work him in occasionally with the starters. But uh, I yeah, agree. I, I've had enough of the Ben Simmons drama. Um, yeah. And all of the Nets, the whole Nets team. There's no more team I like to hate watch more than th- the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Well, you're going to have a chance. Uh, Mike and I are both thinking this is going to be a very competitive series, so yeah. the hate watching uh, may go on for seven games. Oh. Um,
1: we got one more?
0: We got two more. Two more, uh, all right. um, The defending champion, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, taking on – a uh, very surprising and good team all year with DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. Uh, this is a, a season series. The Bucks won all four games during the regular year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like how Milwaukee's playing. I, you know, even when they've gotten down in games, they don't, you know, they don't fold up. They, they know how to just kind of weather the storm. I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, going through uh, and winning last year and, um, Chicago's a nice team. I just think this is it, Milwaukee's going to win this series. I'm going to say 4 to 1, Mike.
1: Yeah, if you uh I listen to a podcast that's based out of Chicago sometimes that uh they're already counting this as a loss. They they're already defeated going in because the Bulls have played very poorly the last quarter of the season uh, and you know where they were early on competing for the you know they were leading the division for a while. Uh, Yep. And they've really, you know, dropped off. So um, I agree for one. The whole key for Chicago is Zach Levine. You know, he's had this is another guy I'm talking about, like Wiggins and and Russell, where his potential and his athleticism uh, has always been on display, but he hasn't quite ascended to super to, you know, a star and uh this kind of a playoff series you know playing off DeRozan uh and the big guy in the middle um it's time if, if they're going to compete he has to be uh next level and i just don't see it yet i just don't see it um so i'm with you gentlemen sweep uh for uh yannis and uh It's unbelievable, Dave, you know, you, you you forget sometimes how athletic he is and, you know, he'll get the ball, uh, you know, when they need a basket late in the game, he just puts his shoulder down, goes to the hoop and he's stronger, more and longer than everybody else lays it in, gets fouled. He's really improved his foul shooting. You remember I used to make fun of him, you know, a year ago, uh, for how bad his foul shooting was and, uh, you know, not anymore. So, uh, yeah, this series, unfortunately, won't be entertaining, but we'll still watch.
0: Yeah, 72% from the line this year for Giannis. Good for
1: him.
0: Um, and I've, I've watched the games. I mean, he definitely has worked on it, but from where he was, yep. where you would say, oh, we could foul him, and uh, they're, they're not doing that anymore. No. Um, and and good for him, yeah. and, and good for the Bucks. So, Mike, then the last series to kick off, is the Pelicans off their win last night against the Clippers going out to Phoenix to play the number one ranked and top team in the NBA, the Suns, who were 64 and 18 during the regular year. Um, Phoenix favored by 10 and a half uh, in this first game. Uh, Look, if Phoenix plays plays their game, um, they're very, very difficult to beat. Uh, Obviously, they only lost 18 times. Uh, that, and that was evenly split, split Mike nine losses at home and nine really? losses on the road. Interesting. Um, that is really, really tremendous, um, basketball all the way around. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the Pelicans. I, I think they can, you know, they can do some things. Uh, but this, this son's team has, uh, you know, they want to get back to the finals and, and avenge that, that loss against the bucks. I, I, I don't know. This series might be four, one too, Mike.
1: Yeah. You know, Phoenix has had that, uh, unfinished business type attitude, uh, all season. They've taken this season seriously, uh, without overtaxing their roster. And, uh, this is the beginning, um, series of getting back to where they were last year. That's, you know, in sports, uh, That's the most frustrating thing sometimes for teams is, you know, you lose a tough series in a championship series uh, and you might never get back there to try to avenge it. Uh, So you have to have this laser focus and uh, business attitude. And and Phoenix has just shown that all year, Uh, not to mention, you know, the superstars on their team. Um, Just too much for this Pelicans team. I love Brandon Ingram's game. Uh, You know, he's – long and lanky, and um, he does have a little bit of that alpha male attitude, uh, Mm -hmm. but it won't be enough. You know, C.J. McCollum, I always felt was a little overrated, Dave, if I'm being honest. The dude can shoot the lights out for sure, Uh, but I just don't feel like he has a well-rounded game, you know, as far as dribble drive penetration and, and, um, you know, defensively. I I don't think he's uh, an asset. So um, while he's a nice name, um, they just, like you said, four, one, wouldn't be surprised if it was a sweep and, uh, yeah. Phoenix, uh, poised to, you know, make a run back to where they were last year.
0: Yeah. And you'd love to see a healthy, uh, Zion in this series. Sure. Um, that, you know, then then I think you could say, okay, new Orleans could steal a game or, or, or two there. Right. Um,
1: but oh, I'd love to see a, Zion he's... and DeAndre Ayton battle it down low with their athleticism. That would absolutely. be tremendous. Absolutely, yeah.
0: I Good. mean, that should be a matchup that we would see, you know, for years to come. But as we discussed with Zion, he's got he's got his own world that he's got to get fixed and and all his of that. ever but...
1: expanding waistline and world. <laughs> yeah. For, for. Oh, geez. again, not body but... shaming. I'm fat, so I can say it.
0: Yes. Yep, it's okay, um, and we're here on Think Tank Sports to talk about things like this and and get into uh, criticisms uh, of athletes and teams and whatnot. Well, Mike, so that's it. That's yeah. The, that those are the eight series, uh, four in the east, four in the west, um, and now we get into uh, you know, and I, I'm sure I'll go off on this several times during the playoffs. You go into the schedule. The, ridiculous schedule that is uh I'm not going to get into it now cuz it's the first game but you know how these series stretch out two and three weeks at a time and yeah. um you know TV dominates it all I mean that's, it's that's all about the money yeah that's where it is it's not about the fan experience or anything like that um I do like that they're doing quadruple headers on Saturday today and Sunday yeah good for um, them that's a great way to start yep. and try to hook some of these people in Um, It reminds me
1: of the Christmas schedule Where you just take take control of the day You know Uh, Schedule all of these series And you know yeah baseball Is just starting so a lot of people Probably aren't even into that yet Uh, Hockey fans they're not they're just Watching hockey they don't care about any other sport Because they're lunatics Um, But (laughs) you know so there's Ah. not Much going on otherwise Uh, So own the weekend good for them Like you said but then you're going to get uh with the schedule there'll be a series that pops up like on a Tuesday night and and I'll think, "Oh, I forgot the series was even a thing. They haven't played in so long." You know, it's just uh, yeah. absolutely crazy. But uh either way, folks will be watching uh reporting back to you on all the goings on on and off the court. Um but some tremendous basketball in our future. If you're an NBA fan uh and you have the time this weekend for sure, Um, But even throughout these playoffs, uh, the top end of this league uh, is as talented um, as we've seen, probably, Dave, since the mid-80s, like you referenced. Uh, And to see uh, once these teams get whittled down to the upper echelon, uh, it's going to be very, very uh, entertaining. Uh, And follow us, folks, on Facebook, Twitter, and the IG. Did I get that right, Dave? Yes, Um, you got it for our comments our polls uh and listen to us as we uh move forward on all of your podcast delivery systems here at think tank sports where we strive for five